Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend of Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend of Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. What the hell was that? They give you the, Avenger, the, the Avengers weed? That's what the weed's called. Hope. The Hope. Give them that green weed that you got in that bag right there. <laughs> your prescription tomorrow for the hope. <laughs> it was the experiment. Everybody wants to say it was some big thing blowing up. No. Picked up this hybrid bud that got caught inside the atomic room that day. And for some reason, Ate it, didn't smoke it, ate it. Oh, see. like a brownie. I'm just gonna say it straight out. You know, you should see the Avengers after you hit like one great big bud of Hulk. <clears throat> just so uh, you can tell the difference, I'm, oh, actually, you've, you've heard the podcast, I think. I'm the Jay and he's the Sean. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got that sorted out. Now we got that sorted out. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm... <laughs> you guys have accents. <laughs> <laughs> Say sort of that again. <laughs> sort of that. I was talking to Nerdalicious the other day, Lee, and she said the same thing. She's like, of all the Canadians I've talked to, you're the first one with an accent. And I was like, really? I have an accent? Oh, there's sometimes on the podcast where I just try throwing it on heavy, man. Really? Oh, fuck it. I, I would probably try to throw it on heavy if I knew what it sounded like. I don't know what I'm doing to make an accent. Well, just think, okay, you remember uh, This Hour Has 22 Minutes? They had the, like, Mike from Calgary or whatever? The old guy that just kind of stood in the Tim Hortons fucking talking politics? Yeah, yeah, with the, the donuts. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. your Canadian accent right there with the donuts. Yeah, donuts. Totally. <laughs> totally. Talk like that too much. Uh, by the way, everybody, welcome. It's episode 50 yeah. of An Elegant Weapon. Who the hell ever thought we'd get here? No. Uh, with you, as always, I am your host. My name is Jay. I am the Jedi Ross. Sitting to my left, uh, my partner in crime. Yeah, go ahead. Give my name away for again. For 50 times, it's the potato waste. Oh. That's with a three, not an E. Mm-hmm. And joining us in the man cave this evening, sitting across from us to join us for episode 50, is the lovely, cute vixen. Aaron has joined us in the L5J studios, and... All the way from Rockaway. All the way from what? Rockaway. Rockaway, what's that mean? It's a neighborhood, motherfucker. Oh, I don't know these things. Nah. Um, yeah, joining us for episode 50, very special guest, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Miner. Hello, Matt. Hey, 
Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No, it's our pleasure. Just excuse me while we prepare and I flick my bick here. Go, oh, good lord. Midian, oh, good lord, he says. 50th times, yeah, wow. 50th time of flicking your pick. I was so excited when I looked up, uh, I was like, oh, 50, what's the next numeral going Oh, did in? we get a new number? Yeah, or we're a new letter. Yeah. Do you know? You don't know what letter? No. This is episode L. Just L? L. 50 is L. Fucking right. Yeah, pretty neat, eh? So I guess XO would be 10 before the 50. Yeah. 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 Fuck, I should have known L was coming. Good times, eh? <laughs> uh, Matt, you're coming to us out of New York City, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Out of, uh, like you said, Rockaway, which is uh, that little slice of Queens that got really fucked in uh, Hurricane Sandy. Oh, man, that's hardcore. So we're actually talking to a Sandy survivor. Yeah, yeah, I was here when it happened, and our uh, our downstairs flooded, and uh, it was uh, a real mess. It's still a real mess out here. Huh. How are, yeah. the, how are things looking at your place now, though? Uh, our place is actually pretty good now. Our uh, landlord got on uh, getting things fixed right away. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out here that haven't been so lucky. So mm. still working to uh, get them power and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah. Some people are headed headed into this winter without even uh, heat. So That's got to be miserable. Yeah, Can you that's... fucking believe that? Like, no. how long ago was that now? Like, maybe... Uh, it, it was right before uh, Halloween. It was uh, the 29th. So, fuck, almost two two months. Yeah. Yeah. And not having your fucking power back. Oh, right. Jesus, yeah. You're totally, like... And it's, it must be weird, because, like, this huge city, and then these just these chunks of the city having no power and stuff. It's, like, District, like, 23 it's, and it's stuff. It's, like, fucking yeah. 1977 New York all over again. Yeah, the Warriors. Gangs start roaming around, like the Warriors and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You got clowns running around on roller skates all of a sudden. Yeah, there's no baseball theories yet. Yeah. But, you know, people are getting pretty frustrated. Well, I can oh, imagine yeah. it. You were fucking shitting on people for not for them not having the power on, like what, after the first week? Uh well yeah, I mean it's uh there's no excuse for it, you know, especially in in the areas that they weren't turning on the power, it's because they were busy taking care of the the richer Long Island neighborhoods instead right. of coming out here to Rockaway where people are poor, you know. And there were plenty of areas in Rockaway where the power could have been flipped on the day after the uh, <laughs> the day after the storm, and they just weren't out here because they were busy dealing with the, the rich people. Yeah, yeah. I bet you half the rich people weren't even in those homes. They were probably like shacked up in some. Oh, yeah. Hotel. Oh yeah, I'm sure they evacuated to their other you know enormous house. So. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it sucks when you can see the fucking class fucking shit make its a uh, rear its ugly head on fucking time like that, man. Yeah. Have you been in New York all your life then? Uh, no, just like uh, the last six years or so. I was okay. in uh, California before that, and I've lived in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, I lived there for like nine years too. So I've been that's all over. a that's a cool mix. You got your East Coast and West Coast, and then throw some Oregon in there. That's a yeah. Well, yeah, I skip, I skip the whole West Midwest Coast. thing now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, Liberator. Let's uh let's talk about the book and such. Get the skinny. So we launched the Kickstarter, and uh, this is for the Liberator comic, uh, which is a book um, about like gritty masked heroes who avenge uh, tortured animals. So it's kind of like a 
it's like a, a vengeance story like Batman or Punisher, except we're not killing people. And uh, these people are, like, sticking up for animals that are being uh, abused and tortured and hurt. So it's, uh, hopefully it's, um, you know, something people can resonate with and, and get behind. Um, it's had a lot of support on the Kickstarter so far, and we've gotten a lot of uh, positive um, reaction from people uh, all the way from Scott Snyder and Steve Niles to... Uh, to like musicians like Nico Case and uh, Brett Gerwitz from uh, Bad Religion. So yeah, man. nice. So, I, told, yeah. I told you, I told you some of the names that were on that Kickstarter. Like for the blurbs <laughs> that you had there were some serious names, man. Well, that's such an original idea. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. um, like, do these characters like do they have like superpowers or they're just badasses sticking up for the animals? Like, yeah, they're 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 just badasses. And okay. the the thing is, they're you know they're they're inspired by real people who actually do this kind of stuff. So, you know, these people are, are actually out there working, um, in, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, and they're putting on their masks and their, their black clothes and going and, you know, rescuing animals and, and uh, destroying property of animal abusers. And, uh, you know, they're, they're often smeared as, like, terrorists and bad guys in the media because, you know, they're, they're going after industries like uh, the pharmaceutical industry who has all these ties with the government. So, so you know, they're, uh, they have laws written against them, um, and they're smeared as terrorists and, you know, and, and uh, you know, like really, really, uh, you know, uh, bad shit. And so uh, I really wanted to put something out there that, you know, accurately represents, you know, these people aren't terrorists, they're going out there, they're not hurting people, and they're saving animals uh, that, that would otherwise be tortured and, and uh, killed. So, you know, these people are actually heroes. And so when I learned about, you know, this animal liberation underground, um, I was like, holy shit, these guys are like superheroes, but for animals. You know, they're like, you know, the, the comic books that I grew up reading, um, but, but they're real life. And they're they're out there helping animals, and I was like, man, that'd make such a good fucking comic book. And so uh, that's how that started. Yeah, it's good times. It's almost Twelve Monkey esque. Uh, was it the Army of the Twelve Monkeys in the uh, in Twelve Monkeys when they let all the animals free? It was just a coincidence with the fact that the virus got dropped. But then the Brad Pitt, the whole thing, he was actually they were like animal freeing like people, you know. Right. And remember they set like the zoo free and that's why all the giraffes and everything were running around the city there. Yeah, I don't remember that movie. Yeah, no, that's as awesome. As soon as you no. said giraffes running around the city. But that was that's what yeah, that kind of sounds Jumanji to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, Bruce Willis kept thinking that Brad Pitt was behind this whole reason why the world was all messed up. But when it came to the end, all that Brad Pitt was doing and planning was freeing all the animals out of the zoo mm. so him and all his buddies they dress up in black and got all their shit together and they went and they basically unlocked the entire zoo and it just like they took over the city it was fucking awesome man nice now matt are your heroes gonna take their masks off uh yeah you you, you see the uh i mean they're not gonna publicly take their masks off but you see you know yeah. like like, like a reader. superhero comic they have their you know secret identity quote unquote but it's you know just their their regular life and then they have this this alter ego that you know puts on a mask at night and uh and goes and does this shit and so it's and it's not one hero but you're saying it's a group of people right it's two heroes um okay you know i'm i'm, I'm very sensitive to uh the, the issues in, in comics lately with uh, portrayals of females. So um, we have two Catwoman heroes, Zero. and one is uh, 
want his uh, a twenty year old uh, mid twenties um, woman who's uh, the equal to the other person. They're not partners per se, and it's not like a sidekick situation. It's more like you know, it's not like Batman and Robin. It's more like Robin and Spoiler. Um, so got these uh, these strong characters, um, and yeah, there's two of them. <laughs> Nice, good times. And so, no, 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 no. And so, and so, some of and some of this book now has actually been written after going taking classes with fucking Scott Snyder. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've had this idea in my head for so long um, that I wanted to make sure that if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. So, you know, I saved money to make sure I could get a professional, like comic pros, on board to do the art and. Um, and, you know, when Snyder's class popped up, um, I had to jump at it, you know, because... For sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to learn from somebody, um, you know, I have, a, I have a great respect for Scott as a writer and as a person. I mean, he's a super, he's a super nice guy. Um, and I learned so much <laughs> during that class, it was just totally worth it, you know. I took out a loan to do it, and I'm, I'm happy I did. Oh, yeah, that'd definitely be worth it. I mean, I the only time I actually heard him was on... Uh, when he was on Fat Man on Batman recently, yeah, and yeah, I'd sit through a class of that guy, man, totally, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, he's 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 great, you know, and he uh, he's sent out tweets for for Liberator for the for the Kickstarter since it launched. I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, he seems like a super nice guy. It's pretty good. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Superman too. Or sorry, Justice League. Is, he, is it Justice League or Superman? He's taking over Justice League. I, I thought it was the Superman Man of Steel. Comic. You know what? You're probably right. I think it is Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I, doing it with Jim Lee. Uh, yeah, with Jim Lee. I know it's like the the first time I've been excited about a Superman comic in forever. What's he? What's yeah. he, What's he dropping to do Superman though? I don't uh, think he is. Thing. A Swamp Thing. Oh, is it yeah. Swamp Thing? Yeah. I wonder who's going to take that over. I bet you Swamp Thing fans are probably upset at that. I swamp things are happy with the new Fifty Two run, as yes, far as man. I know, man. This, <clears throat> it seems like anything that really came out that people weren't happy with went away. And uh, <laughs> really, overall, there was so much, you know, talk of whether it worked or not. And oh yeah, I think it worked. I think it was a fantastic idea. People seem to be into it. Most of the titles, you know. Yeah, and then there were some some titles that uh, I didn't expect to do well, like Animal Man, that Jeff Lemire just uh, totally kicked ass on, you know. Totally, absolutely. People were totally buzzing out about that, and I was like, "Really?" Yeah, I still haven't. <laughs> I actually sit down. You and had a those. phase of it, yeah. You had. I've, you were all into a couple issues, yeah, weren't you? Well, I've got a bunch of Animal Man comics. I've got a few. I've got an old number one. Just some of the surprises the too. One. World's finest. Hmm? World's finest. Uh, with the Power Girl and the Huntress. There. That what about it? Started. Uh, that was really good too. Just like weird titles you wouldn't expect to be as good as they were. So how long's the? When did the Kickstarter start? Uh, it started uh, eight days ago. Nice. Have you looked into our thing with the Kickstarter yet? How it works here? Have I? Yeah. We got to do that again. No, I know that I can't use Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, there's some problems with Canada and Kickstarter. <laughs> not having Seriously? and not having a credit card. And uh, yeah, well, that's, that's that doesn't help. That's the my problem. For a while, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if we. For a while, we couldn't even get to it. I think, and then. Uh, it was a while where I think we can donate now, but we can't actually start one ourselves. Yeah, it looks like it's all US, UK. Yeah, but then I actually heard a friend of mine in Toronto talking the other day about he's trying to get one going. So I don't know if he just meant Kickstarter in the you know old school sense of the word, or if he meant the actual website. 
So we'll look into that more. But, uh, you know, most of our listeners are in the U.S. anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Liberator has uh, backers from Canada. I'm, I'm almost positive I saw that. So uh, All right, so perfect. You guys, you guys should look into that because, you know, I, I can't believe Kickstarter would want to turn down money from Canadians. You know, I mean, that, Oh, that definitely, yeah. It's, <laughs> sometimes no, it it's just been things that have gotten in the way. It's happened with other websites, too, like Hulu. We don't get Hulu here. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that has to do with the, with the broadcast rights, though. Yeah, it's weird what goes on there. So yeah. somehow YouTube figured it out. So Amazon.ca. Yeah, see, all yeah. our stuff is de- like CA. <laughs> like, if, you go to, if we go to eBay, like, we can go to eBay, the .com eBay, but there's... It'll take you directly here to eBay.ca. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a whole different like I'm sure it's like that. There's probably eBay UK and Australia like all over the place. Yeah, I mean it, it. It reads your IP address and and sends you to the one that they think that you belong at. That's why if you use uh, something like a Tor proxy server and it thinks you're it thinks you're um, browsing from Germany, it'll put you on the German site. You know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Signing in with that shit's always fun. So tell yeah. us a bit about. Uh, the book coming together as far as the art and the writing and uh, who's doing what and all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, I'm writing, so that's me. Um, <laughs> the uh, the art is handled by Joel Gomez. He's a he's a Wildstorm alum. Uh, before they closed down, he was doing a lot for Wildstorm. He's been uh, uh, he did like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Lost Boys Ran of Frogs. He's a really, really good artist. Um, he's been doing assists on uh, Tony Daniels' uh, Detective Comics. Uh, he, he was, uh, you know, he's doing a bunch of stuff. And then on colors, uh, there's Beth Sotelo, who uh, worked with like Michael Turner's, uh, worked with him for a while. Um, she's done colors on Supergirl. She's doing colors on. Um, she's one of Aspen's top colorists right now. Uh, with like uh, Fathom and some of the like executive assistant stuff, and then uh, with like uh, lettering and editing, uh, it's Vito Del Sante. He's uh, also a writer. He's written uh, Superman and Batman Adventures and stuff like that, along with his own creator own stuff. And he uh, he was the manager of Jim Hanley's Universe here in uh, New York City for a long, long time too. So he's uh, he's actually pretty well known within the comics uh, world. At least yeah, right. yeah. When you're writing Superman, yeah. Well, that's a quite <laughs> that's a nice little pool of yeah. talent you've got uh, assembled there. I'm sure the book's going to be quite something if you got all that going on, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be. Um, you know, uh, Rod Rice is doing colors on one of the covers um, with Yasmin Lang, who uh, she's got some big stuff in the works with one of the one of the uh, larger publishers right now so she's she's a name to watch um and then we've got somebody really big for uh, the cover of issue two that i haven't announced yet uh but you guys are gonna i mean you're gonna shit when you when you see this uh, blow our tops what's that we're gonna blow our tops yeah he's one of the one of the top artists working so it's uh it's really an honor to have him doing anything for liberator good times we can't wait for that announcement then yeah. Do you have to like plug your computer in or something? Why? What do you mean? I don't know. You're getting all, like, no, twitchy no. on it's, me. Uh, Is that not decaf? I'm not sure, man. It, like it says decaf on it. Yeah, caffeine's not good for me. It says decaf on it. Let's hope that it is. <laughs> my knee's bouncing a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that sounds great, man. Uh, making comic book art is fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
definitely. Um, was I guess, say, uh, as, as far as uh, the like everybody, all the artists involved, and obviously the subject matter of the book, which obviously you're personally passionate about. Right. Uh, did I, is there anybody else in particular that got really involved because they were like, oh yeah, this this kicks ass. It's you know like any other animal activists, I guess you could say, involved in the project. Um, I, I, you know, everybody to some some degree working on the project, um, you know, is 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 against animal cruelty. Of course, I mean the first issue deals a lot with dog fighting and and. Uh, you know who's for dog fighting other than dog yeah, fighters and scumbags, really? Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I'm the only uh, animal activist per se, but you know everybody else is is uh, in it to an extent. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, <laughs> how much dog fighting is there in Canada? How I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I think overall you guys are a little more civilized than us, except for the whole uh, seal clubbing. Yeah, that's pretty uh, strange. That's a strange issue because yeah. it's it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, a it's habit. It's a habit of our people. Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the a the problem is the people doing it are not the people who it was meant for to be doing it. Like all the laws in place there, I'm pretty sure were for the you know Aboriginal old time Aborig- Aboriginal people who. That's what they did to survive, right? Had seals. But now you know it's not that. You know it's oh, a whole yeah. bunch of just foreign or whatever, you know, outside trappers and stuff coming in and just beating down the seals for, you know, stupid for, people for willing coats. to wear it. Yeah, it's really retarded. Yeah. You know what uh, PETA did the other day in seal Toronto coats. that was super cool, actually? Uh, they did this over the holidays. Mm. They, uh... They got. They have like a lot of fur, you know, just from where they've ever gotten it, like stolen or marked or whatever. They've got like tons and tons of fur. So they saved a whole bunch of it, and they had like truckloads full, and they passed it out to the homeless rather than destroy it. Normally they destroy it or do whatever with it, but rather instead over the holidays they at least they distributed it to the homeless all around Toronto. So at least they'd be they'd be warm. So at least you know the fur served some kind of purpose, right? Right. I know a lot of a lot of groups also collect it to uh, give back to cubs who have been orphaned, so that they uh, they can like snuggle and sleep with this fur coat, so they uh, so they have that comfort if uh, if 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 they've been orphaned. Yeah, that makes perfect that, that's sense. That's also good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it did have a place in time, but it's definitely it's something we should be evolved beyond at this point. You know. I mean, yeah, especially I, I, when they can. I didn't mean to bum you guys out. I was just making a joke. Sorry. Oh no, 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 no! Not bummed at all. You know what I don't like see around here anymore? Foxes. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's so weird you said that because not a month and a half ago. Am I gonna start seeing foxes? I was again? driving back and I saw another fox and thought to myself, out of the thirteen near thirteen years that I've been doing work outside, yeah. I have never seen as many foxes as I did this year. Yeah. An ama- I must have seen 12 or 13 foxes yeah. this year, just running across lawns and streets and wherever. And, you know, good big one. There's, I don't know, from what I've seen, my experience working out there, hmm. amazing amount of foxes this year. It was crazy. I've seen deer. I've seen more deer than foxes than I have in the last 10 years. Yeah, a, f- a few deer around for sure, but, uh, you know, totally crazy. But, I, I, also, but I, I used to see a lot of foxes when I had my fox. You know what I don't get, which is crazy, that we can't get to a point where 
they can make fake fur so realistic now that a lot of people couldn't tell the difference if it was fake or real. So why is it so important that it matters? You know what I mean? That's one of the things that bugs me. It's all for vanity. Yeah. You'll wear fake leather, fake plastic, fake denim, fake everything. Seal coat. Fake tits, fake whatever. But you won't wear fake fur. It's so retarded. Do you have any pets? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have uh, we have two rescued pit bulls and uh, three rescued cats. Uh, one of them we pulled from the uh, underneath the was living underneath the Rockaway Beach uh, boardwalk. New we dog got him today. A, a week a week before Sandy hit. Oh. Uh, and then we have a, a foster who who uh, stays in my home office here. He's a I don't know. He's like an eighty pound Rottweiler. He's huge. <laughs> Looking we- for a home for him. So. If anyone right. listening is uh, in the area and looking for an awesome dog, we unfortunately we have the the pit bull ban here. Really? Yeah, in Ontario, pit bulls are banned. Oh, okay. Not not Canada wide though. No, not Canada wide. It's per, each province does its own thing on that level. It's uh, oh. kind of state level, but uh, I, it's unfortunate that it has to come to it. Like there was, isn't it there, just Toronto? No, it's Ontario. Is it it's an Ontario band, yeah. And uh, it's unfortunate that it came to it, but it did get to a point where there were so many unfit owners that so many incidents were happening that something had to be done. It's unfortunate to ban the breed. I don't agree that it's the breed's fault at all, but if the breed not handled, like any big work dog is going to do its thing if not handled, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, what you got to think about with these with these bans is they ban the breed, and then uh, what happens to the responsible owners who have these dogs? Their dogs are taken away and killed. <clears throat> uh, well, you're no, you're allowed to have the ones you had. Oh, okay. So yeah, like you didn't have to give up thing. your dog. It's not like they were like going down All the streets. Bring right. out your dead. Bring it When they ban them, like they banned them in uh, in uh, Denver, Colorado, and they went around to people's houses and knocked on their doors and took away their dogs and killed them. What? Yeah, yeah, hundreds oh. of, tens of thousands of dogs murdered. No, nothing like Crazy. that could ever happen in Canada. See, and, yeah. see, like I said, you guys like are a little more civilized so we, than us. We've yeah. read them out. No, there's still plenty around. You see them, but there's just uh, there's tight laws. Uh, you have to have it muzzled. Really? And, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, yes, yes. That's why I still see them. There's, okay. and that's, I think that's the main one. I think there's one or two other little requirements, but the main yeah. thing is it does have to be muzzled. But if you already had one... There was like a cutoff age and date, right? If any puppies are found now, they're taken away. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't have think to be they're just, you know, taken out back and shot or anything. But mm. um, I know they don't just. Yeah, they didn't just take everybody's dogs away. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really bad, and that's why my wife and I spend so much time fighting this breed-specific legislation in the U.S. Because you know, when these when these laws are are put into place. You know, you're you're punishing an entire breed of dog. I mean, if you put this in a human um, context, you'd be punishing an entire race of people because you know some of them are bad, or some of them you know have had issues. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so totally unfair. Yeah. It's uh, it is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird, man. <laughs> I just have a Yorkie, so I don't really have much to worry about. Yeah. She doesn't cause me too much shit. Yeah. I that got, whole legislation thing makes me understand my neighbor's dog so much more now. Why? They have a pit bull? Because they went from the Rottweiler 
to like a little wiener dog, but it's like the same color scheme as like the pit bull. Really? <laughs> but like the pit bull got or the Rottweiler got bred out. But, That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, I got a Yorkie and three cats <laughs> and a fish, and two children. And I got you guys have kids. Yeah, we got two kids. Oh yeah, that's right. I know. I know about this. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> including the fish. There's uh, what nine mouths to feed. You got a house. fish now. Well, uh, we went to a wedding this summer, uh, Michelle's wedding, and uh, the call it the table center was little fish and little bowls. And you know, of course, Taylor wanted to bring it home and keep the fish, so we got the fish. Well, she won it. She won it. How'd she win it? I don't know. I, there was a game for every table to win the fish. Oh, yeah. They usually have that the kind centerpiece, of The centerpiece, yeah. But you know what? She cleans it herself, and she takes care of it, and uh, I'm proud of her for that. I have to have no involvement with the fish, so I don't mind her having the fish, mm. even though that was what she was supposed to do with the last cat, <laughs> yet that last cat has just come become part of my little herd, of course. I'm a huge cat guy, though. I've had 23 cats. Yeah, in how old's your oldest cat? My oldest cat? Well, the two are brothers. They're twins. They're, uh, what are they, nine? Yeah, they're nine. No, I think they're like eight. No, the puppy's eight. The dog's eight. The cats are nine. So, they're a little bit older. But I fucking love cats. Cats are cool as shit. I really wouldn't mind, like, having, like, 20 cats running around my house. I got no problem with the cats at all. I can't got a problem with that litter. I can't believe you count your fish as a mouth to feed. <laughs> it's 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 I mean, totally. I mean, how much does your fish eat? How big is this fish that you're counting it as? Like we're still on the same uh, <laughs> thing of fish food. Yeah, that fish it's food cost will five last bucks year. so far. I, it's purely an excuse to make the numbers sound bigger for how much responsibility I have. <laughs> you know, which just makes it seem like I work harder than I do. The dog's tiny. They all you all don't eat too much. The dog's tiny, but that dog's big. The dog thinks it's big. Thinks the it's dog big. thinks it's a fucking it's biggest dog on the black block. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. She's a little Ewok pig warrior, that's for sure. I always wanted a... My grandfather used to have when I was young, he had a Chesapeake Bay Retriever. And oh my god, just gorgeous. Like kind of a red chocolate lab, you know what I mean? But reddish. I still want one one day. It's a beautiful dog, you know? So uh, you grew up in punk rock, yeah? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I grew up in the 80s and early 90s, and uh, like 93 was uh, right when Nirvana was Yo, hitting MTV it big. Raps. And... Yeah, yeah. Yo, MTV Raps. I remember that <laughs> shit. Yo, MTV Raps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was back in the day. We uh, didn't get that shit. Up we here. were listening to a lot of punk rock and hardcore around those days. That's when we were listening. There was a lot of Nick and his Minor Threat, Orange Nine Millimeter. Mm. I was a big. Uh, That's when we got his brother's record collection. Yeah, well, I was big into Civ. I was glad he and introduced cigarettes. me to Civ. When I found out about Civ. I was a happy guy. Civ's fucking fantastic. Gorilla Biscuits were all right, but I don't know. I'm one of those odd people. I preferred. Uh, I preferred this, his solo stuff. I remember going to the Face to Face concert, and the band found uh, the band took like all like the shit from the hotel room, and like threw it out to the crowd in Toronto. And it was <laughs> like, all, like what kind of shit? Like it was like the robes, like and, the like, Bible and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like everything from the room. 
Nice. I remember, uh, man, those. I remember the first year that it was Warp Tour, but it wasn't called Warp Tour. It was called Skate Fest. Do you remember this? It was yeah, at the C and E Grandstand. Yeah, it was Civ and a whole bunch of other people. L Seven was there, which was weird. L Seven. Yeah, they were thrown really? in the mix. It was really they were the weirdest ones there, but you know that was a that was a good day of music. How is that weird? L Seven's great, man. Yeah, no, no, it was just they. I don't know. It was yeah, more. They were a little more just like heavier rock than kind of what was going on this day. This day was pretty kind of hardcore-ish. I don't know how to describe it. A good show was that Warp Tour, though, man. They were getting kind of big at the time, too, L7. The Long Beach Dub All-Stars Warp Tour. Yeah, how many years ago was that? That was your Green Day played, That was like 99, like 2000. Green Day played (laughs) right after Long Beach played. Was it Green Day? They played directly after Long Beach. Because to me, like, hip-hop stole that fucking show. Was it Jurassic 5? Jurassic 5 and Dilated Peoples. Yeah. And I got so many frisbees at Dilated Peoples. That's good times. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Yeah, man, those were... I can't believe I didn't get arrested that weekend. Man, the early frisbees. 90s. It's yeah. good times. Frisbees in the beer garden. Yeah, but you That were... was beer garden, Sean. <laughs> were you in New York for those years yet? What ninety nine two thousand? Yeah. No, no, I was in I was in Portland. It's good times. I just. <laughs> I, just I wonder. Uh, yeah, Portland, yeah. I bet you Long Beach would go there a lot. I, I bet More Portland's pretty big. Portland probably See, gets the a lot states of states, and it's the West know? Coast. Portland's pretty big. Yeah. Man. You guys sound like uh, sound like you're a little lost when I mention Portland, but Portland's pretty enormous and in the 90s yeah, no, no, no. in the 90s it had, i mean it's not enormous but i mean it had a really good music scene in the 90s and stuff um it was definitely a good place to be yeah i know the only see it's weird for us because sounds like everywhere as far was as great to be in the 90s man well 90s was because there was raves music, going on man. i think it was I'm telling you. good it was the last good time for music when there was actually a lot of original sh- sh- individual shit yeah going on. i blame it on ecstasy but <laughs> I, I played I it on agree, acid, I but totally missed the nineties. Yeah, you know, it, was, like, it was the last time I was like thin and attractive. <laughs> but seriously, I, <laughs> I think I had a brief period. Like, like geeks went crazy in the nineties, man. Um, well, there's just everybody was trying to be creative and more original. Yeah. Now everybody's trying to copy everything else. You know, that's when art was trying to be something new. Yeah. People were trying to do something different. Now everybody's literally trying to do about as exactly the same thing as they can as the next guy. So it's like bullshit. You try. I try to tell my daughter. I was like, no, you don't get it. It's you know. I, I'm sure I sound like the old dad or the old man or the old whatever who doesn't get the generation before it. But come on, this is a serious problem. What's happening these days? You don't have to be like young and hip to understand that it's just wrong. I don't know. Music's been taken over by the preteens. Completely. You know? Mm. When we were kids in the 80s and stuff, music was geared for adults still. Everything was geared at adults except for toys and cartoons. And nowadays, everything is aimed at the kids. Right? It used to be the parents doing all the shopping. They're not doing the shopping anymore. It's all the preteens and the teenagers. They're the ones buying the music and downloading and doing everything. So that's why everything's geared at them now. In the 90s, it was like... What's everything? 
twenty something, you know, Gen X and stuff. What do you mean? What's everything? What's everything's geared up? <laughs> music pretty much is all yeah. geared. Music, a lot of movies, you know, media. It gears things at that age, people, right? Mm. When we were kids, it wasn't that way. Advertising. You know, advertising, whatever. It wasn't that way, right? I don't like. I don't watch television stuff. Like I don't see commercials. <laughs> so. Well, no. Back in the day, say I'm not it, you know. familiar with this television thing you're talking. About. <laughs> yeah. You've been yeah. off the TV yeah. grid for what a, a long commercial? time, actually. Yeah? Yeah. When's it been since you had television? Um, almost probably two years. Two years. A year and a half. Two years. That's insane. But there's some stuff you haven't missed out on important things because of the internet, at least, right? Right. So. But it's easier to pick and choose. Actually, it's made me think it several times of canceling our cable. So, um... We gotta see The Hobbit. We do have to see The Hobbit. We have to do that for a spoiler alert <laughs> theater coming up. Um, have you read any of the comics we bought the other day? Dude, I've just bought so many friggin' comics, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, our local comic shop here, Altered States in Clarkson here, they have a 25% off Boxing Week sale. Yeah. Matt, did you hear that show that we did at the comic shop? No, I didn't. That was, was, it, was it awesome? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. It's neat to talk to those guys about having owned a comic shop for 25 years and yeah. just the ins and outs of it. And, you know, and that's, your, that's your local shop, Altered States? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's Yeah, I great. came back with like uh, what, like seventy, almost 75 bucks worth of stuff today. Which you know, but it was, been, should have been like a hundred bucks worth yeah. of stuff. It's a fantastic. They're ever, all back. Like I do, I got all those like Marvel like Weapon X books. I bought, uh, but I already had all the Sam Keith books that came right after it. So now I've got like so many books of like. Did they have those Sam Keith books there though? Yeah, because <laughs> I need those. Yeah, I think most those, of them are so. there too. Oh man, that's good times indeed. Yeah, I got uh, I got a bunch of old Star Wars too. I filled in a bunch of that Dawn of the Jedi because of that sale, which was nice. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of the uh, X-23, though. That's because I cleaned them out of X-23. Do you have them all? They're all in Taylor's bedroom, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. She's got a short box full of the whole run up there. Nice. Which I don't know if she's actually read or not. I'll borrow them. Yeah, man, and they're all up there, so. Nice. They need to do something more with that character though, and keep it going. And are they doing anything well, new with it? The Academy. The... She needs a. She needs her own book, man. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, she, she definitely needs her own book. You know, especially with all this Marvel now going on. Like, dude, after seeing her like like take down Hydra in that episode of Evolutions, I was just like, why doesn't she like always have one? Yeah. So I saw that at the same time that like X23 was being canceled, like the book was being canceled. Even if not her own book, at least a more prominent so like membership a on a team or something, you know what I mean? Say it again? She should have more prominent placement in a good team or something, you know? Yeah, she's what, Avengers Academy? Yeah. Was she ever part of X-Force? I don't know. Not too sure. So, know. Uh, Matt, Matt, do you read Marvel? Um, I read a little bit of Marvel. Uh, mostly... Uh, for the most part, it's not the regular Marvel Universe stuff. It's like the uh, Max. Yeah, it's the Max stuff, and then it's uh, I love uh, Wolver- Ultimate Wolver- Spider-Man with Miles Wolver- Morales, and uh, but for the most part, not so much with the uh, with Marvel. 
I did read uh, Amazing Spider-Man 700, though. What yeah. do you guys think of that? Well, we didn't have a chance to read it, but you you can go right. <laughs> yeah, spoil it. Well, let's get let's get a Matt Minor spoiler alert theater. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, so have you have you read any of the uh, the ones leading up to seven hundred? So Not you know at all. What's going on? We're no, absolutely. All I know is something about uh, Spider Man's brain in Doc Ock's body, or Doc Ock's brain in Spider Man's body. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, both. that's Bailed. Both of those things. So uh, both of those things, are excellent. Yeah. So it was the old brain switcheroo, and uh, and so Doc Ock's, you know, withering body is dying, and so he swaps his brain into into Peter Parker, and uh, vice versa. And then basically at the end of uh, Spider-Man 700, uh, Peter Parker uh, dies. Well, Doc Ock's body dies with Peter Parker's brain, and uh, and Doc Ock realizes that he's got kind of like uh besides having peter parker's memories he also kind of has some of his moral code so he promises uh parker before he dies that he'll carry on the spider-man legacy as a hero and so he's the new uh superior spider-man shut up yeah yeah (laughs) whoa i okay wait whoa (laughs) whoa (laughs) i knew all those things had happened but i didn't know they happened in that way that now he's <laughs> really so Doc. Yeah, so Doc oh, it sounds so great. Spider Man. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it done well? Like, and that was what I thought it was done well. Um, you know, I mean, people are freaking the fuck out. But come on, yeah. guys, it's comic books. Um, it's gonna be back to the status quo in a couple of years. So just relax and enjoy the ride. It's you know, it gives uh, Dan Slott an opportunity to write. Spider-Man with a little bit of more of an edge and gets to you know explore this you know heroic side of Doctor Octopus and in a couple of years I'm sure Peter Parker will be back so you know relax on the on the stuff I think, I think it's gonna be fun yes yeah, so, so what's your what's your hits with uh, Gordon Jr. What's my what <laughs> what do you like about Gordon Jr. so much. Gordon Jr., what's James that? James Gordon Jr., the, the serial killer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there's just something so cool about um, somebody so evil coming from such a righteous, upstanding family. Yeah. And uh, and he's just so, like, real-world evil. You know, he's not Brainiac or, or Lex Luthor. Or, you know, he's not some, you know, comic book villain. He's, he's like, you know, but it's like Gordon. The, it's Gordon's kid, though, right? Yeah, it's Gordon's kid. It's Batgirl's brother, and he's a uh, he's a he's a serial killer, and <laughs> little, uh, you little, know he's like I, Jeff Dahmer minus the the fucking and the eating. So, how, did they, how did they write him in? Uh, how do you did you did you guys read? Because uh, from Man? what I what I heard on uh, Fat Man on Batman was like. Uh, what, what I guess like when did he di- like when did they think he died? Because he was like gone for a long time, right? Uh, I, it, it's been a while since I read Black Mirror. Um, I think he was in. Is, is that his, his first appearance? His, no, well, his first appearance was in Year One as a baby. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, but, and, like, what happened to him in Year One? Uh, well, nothing really. He was just a baby. So he doesn't die in Year One. No, no, he wasn't dead. He was. He, I think he was away, like at, at a at an institution. I, I don't think it was Arkham. I think he was away getting help, quote unquote. Because when he comes back in Black Mirror, he's on he's on these uh, 
drugs, he's on medication, he's telling his dad, hey, I'm feeling better, things are great. You know, yeah, it's like what, a restaurant like, scene, right? Yeah, yeah, and, he, and his dad's like, uh, you know, he makes some joke about having killed the waitress and stuffed her stuffed her body in the bathroom, and he's like, ah, oh, dad, I'm just kidding, relax, you know? Yeah. But, you know, all, all the while he's actually doing this shit. I mean, he's just so evil, and the way Scott wrote him is just so brilliant. What's the place where, uh, Thomas Wayne came from. Thomas Wayne Jr. Thomas Wayne Jr.? Yeah. Uh, right. Do you remember oh, how he was in a separate place, uh, too? Talk about the Court of Owls story. Oh, Thomas Wayne, yeah. Yeah, the they Owls, had him yeah. in a separate hospital that wasn't Arkham either. It was a separate hospital. Yeah, that's remember? right. Yeah, I wonder if the they ones were the that the Wayne set up. Yeah, it seems um, to be kind of something Scott likes to do, Scott Snyder, the writer, is uh, find these like obscure characters that people kind of forgot about and bring them back in a big way. Yeah, what he was mm. saying on that Batman on Batman is how he how influenced he actually is by the old animated series. And they actually did yeah. a lot of that kind of thing, you know, where you know certain characters would be connected. Unless you were a Bat fan, you had no idea these connections were actually there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like there's a there's an episode of that where where, uh, where Batgirl gets shot is is that is the killing joke an episode of that? I don't no. know. That, that's how it happens in the comic is in killing joke. Yeah, yeah. There's a dream. There's a one where she has a dream where something happens. Does it end up being a dream? I don't I don't know, but I could have sworn she dies and stuff. But yeah, uh, it's the one that made it. It's pretty much the one that like started. Uh, Getting him crying, I think. Yeah, she had a dream about. Uh, or he mentions it on that episode. If, if you know something had happened, basically it's the la- the last Batman story, and how Batman gets captured and goes down and everything, mm-hmm. and they figure out who he is and stuff. Yeah. So I love that he loves the last episode of Brave and the Bold. <laughs> nice, yeah. Well, they did it well. You know what I mean. I can't wait to see this new one. They're doing the CGI Batman cartoon. Yes. Coming this fall to Cartoon Network. The promo for the new Batman show is already here! It's a caped crusader like you've never seen before. Awesome dog! They went CGI! Oh! And here comes Batman! That's gonna be interesting. Yes. Have you been watching the Ninja Turtles? Uh, no. But I've seen a few. I know it's cool. I'd like oh, to see man. more. Well, I think I might start raising my kid on Splinter. <laughs> Is he that wise? Oh, yeah, man. Is he like Yoda there's, I bet you there's some shit in there. I just have to uh, parentally guide that first. Well, you know, we had worse influences growing up, I think, than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Exactly, and it just means uh, I get to watch TMNT. I'll never forget when that cartoon first came out, because, I mean, I knew the comic. I read the comic before it came out. I was like, what do you remember the, the fuck do you remember is the, this? Do you remember the arcade game? Yeah. That was, oh, and the Nintendo version of it? I had yeah. the Nintendo version of it for the like, NES. I can't believe we got away with a 13-man pod last night. Yeah, that was crazy. 13 people podcast. So how, how does having Matt on feel? Just one person. It's nice to just chill. You know what I mean? Because it was so trying to prevent chaos and try to... Yeah. I didn't plan to really run it as much as I tried to keep it organized. I thought it would be pretty easy to flow, but... 
That's a lot of fucking people, man. Is that the one from the comic store? No, this is one we literally did yesterday. Or you had 13 people on Skype? Yeah. It was, wow. Yeah, we, we, we put the entire... In, sorry, the entire junk food <laughs> yeah, podcast. Empire. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, the junk food yes. empire, you could say. And uh, <laughs> so we had every podcast come on the show one at a time. And, you know, like every 10 minutes, we'd bring another show in. So by the end, we had 13 people, not all talking at once, but like, you know, on. there would be people, you'd have like three or four people talking, I found, and then it would turn into three or four other people. But it was always yeah. cohesive. But just to, uh, just keeping people coming on is what kind of helped. And then they could talk for a minute as they were fresh. But yeah, by the end of it, it was like, say goodnight, everybody. I wonder, it, I wonder how it sounds sober. Uh, I don't know. Because you probably haven't heard it sober yet, have you? Um, I haven't heard it yet at all. So You've put it up. I didn't cut it in any way. <laughs> I didn't cut a single thing. Did you add anything? No. I literally put it up clean. I didn't, I didn't want to mess with it in case, like... Because I think other people are going to put it up. Like, other, other podcasts on the network are going to put the show up. And I said, do what you want. Cut it up, whatever. But I just wanted to keep it pure. So what I even did was at the beginning, the theme song starts as Elegant Weapon. So you did add something. Well, I added a theme, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I thought you meant did I add any of our usual fun goodies throughout no, the thing? No, no, just anything. Um, yeah, no, I put the, it's Elegant Weapon, but then it scratches off in the middle and turns into that junk food song. Yeah. And then it's uh, just the podcast, yeah. And then at the end, I put uh, Bagpipes playing Old Lang Syne. As it played out. So. Well done. <laughs> That's all I did to it. And uh, it was really nice response. So far, people have enjoyed it, man, like crazy. So everyone who's heard it had nice things to say, which we always appreciate. You know. So what is this network? Is it all uh, comic comic uh, podcasts? or what? <clears throat> Not exclusively, um, but yeah, it's heavily that as well. Uh, the Junk Food Podcast Network, it consists of 10 different shows. All of them are kind of geek-related in some way. Right, like gamers and stuff, too? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like oh, all, okay. they, There's All Things Good and Nerdy, which they literally, their show touches on a whole bunch of facets, but a lot of gaming. But That's then cool. there's uh, Us and The Next Element are really the two ones that talk about comic books the most, I'd say. And then there's... Uh, Geek Love Radio, which talks about, you know, love and geek relationships and life as being that way, you know. And then their other podcast is about the other podcast or something. Didn't it sound like a sad guy, happy guy podcast? It kind of did. Podcasts, well, we I met, should say. We met Dave the Drummer, one of the hosts from those shows, and he's from Ireland. And, oh, he's a funny fucker, eh? He had uh, he had some Agreed. entertaining things to say, so you know, it was fun because we got, I finally got to meet everybody else on the network as well, right? Yeah, was it every podcast? Every one of our shows was on last night at once. Yeah, and we counted thirteen of them. Thirteen people. Yeah. Uh, one host was missing, Danny oh, really? from Geek Love Radio and Critical Moment of Awesome. She okay. had prior family obligations. But other than her, the entire network made it, including Colin, 
we have now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I think, I believe we have proved yeah. that is real. Yeah. Because yeah. I had them on two separate lines, and they were speaking at the same time. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's almost kind of sad, because yeah. remember that moment in Sesame Street when you found out they found out? Like, you were older, and then you'd catch the episode of Sesame Street, and you'd realize, wait a minute. Yeah. They know about Snuffy now? And your heart would break a little. <laughs> and it was really sad, you know? Yeah. And you'd have to watch every episode after that and just be like, what? Yeah. Like, and they'd all <laughs> be walking time. down the street. Like, Snuffy would be walking down the street. And they're all like, what's up, Snuffy? And you're like, no! He should be hiding behind that fence beside the giant bird's nest in the alleyway that is Big Bird's house. <laughs> Yeah, that's episode 50, man. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun ride. We've done this 50 damn times, plus other stuff. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. some more Englishmen on. You want, um, listen, it's, it's right. becoming... Well, yeah, we're still, we're still on the hunt for Jay Webb. Okay? We're still going to work to some... I think the, yeah. the, the hard part is it seems that Jay Webb works 29 hours a day. Yeah, he's elusive. Yeah, he's very elusive. But we're going to track him down, and once we get a spotlight on him, I'm sure it's going to be a great time and a fun conversation. I think if we get Tim, we'll get Jay. Why do you say that? I don't know. You, you think it... Tim, I think we well, go that, I think we go, I think we go that has... route. I think we go that route at really? this point, yeah. I say we just drop. I say we pod bomb him. Let's invent pod bombing. Yeah. If we see him yeah. on and he's on Skype... Well, keep an eye out. If he's on Skype, I call you up. I say, get your butt over, or you can Skype from your house, too. I'll add you in. But we just pod bomb him. We just call him up and be <laughs> like, yo. Start with Tim and then, pa- and then have Tim pass it off to him. And we don't even say hello. Yeah. Like, once he picks up and he's like, hello, we're just like, welcome to episode 52 of an Alligator Web. Yeah, yeah. So, and this can be our warning. We should warn him right now. J-Web, look out for your pod bomb. Because <laughs> right you're going to get a pod bomb dropped on you at some point in the next little while. All right? You know? Because it's, it's about yeah, time. We'll make that look all Batman. Yeah. If it ain't too easy for you, we're just going to drop bombs on you people. You know? We have a certain standard of guest at this point. Splat. You know? So, um, Matt, uh, you got any, you know, people you want to plug or shout out in particular to do with the comic or any other thing in the universe? Well, um... I mean, what do you, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, you caught me kind of off guard. I was kind of zoning out for a second. Um, people I want to shout out to, uh, besides my co-creators, um, you know, like I said, keep an eye on Yasmin Lang. Uh, she's she's up and coming. She's fantastic. Um, I guess I'd like to plug the, the Kickstarter again, and people can find that at liberatorcomic.com. I have it um, redirect straight to the Kickstarter, so it's uh, nice and easy, liberatorcomic.com. And uh, really, that's about it. Um, I'm good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm coloring Nick Francis's comic. Oh, this is officially talk-aboutable? Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're, you're coloring something of Nick's that's actually a comic that's happening? Yeah. Really? Do tell. Do tell. Yeah. 11.59. Is the You're com- doing the colors for that now? Yeah. Nice, dude. Cool. Yeah. What's but that? it's black and white, so it's not colors, but it's colors what? for so you know, black your and first, white. Oh. 
your first real coloring gig is a black and white book. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I'm the only one with the color version of it. How do you like that? Is it good? What is he thinking about putting it in color, or what do you mean? Well, no, it's done in color. I do it in color first, and then black and white it, so that you get the better better separation of colors, right? Oh, okay, I see. It's like rather kind of than sh- try and paint in black and white, right? Like change, which like- I fucking tried first. Yeah, that's not easy to do that. No. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, that's wicked. That's awesome. That's at Nick Francis eighty two, I believe. Yep. What's the eighty two? Is that your birth? The eleven fifty nine comic. Probably. Yeah, it's probably your birth. That's what most people's things mean, eh? But yours isn't. What's eighty eight? What the hell's Cute Vixen eighty eight? What the fuck's eighty eight? It's my favorite number. That's what? It. What? So get it eight times. Whose favorite number is eight? Eighty-eight's the the Nazi number. See, look at you, baby. Well, that's it's horrible. It is because H, H is <laughs> the eighth letter of the alphabet, so eighty-eight stands for Heil Hitler. That, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not making that up at all. Horrible is that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of infinity too. It's the infinity number, like physical. Well, eight alone, yeah, like just that. Well, that's cool. Just don't double it. That's good times. Um, let's think of a whole bunch of, what's a comic segment shout out then? I put out a tweet, follow Friday today of it too, actually, uh, jweb, at jweb, and uh, on the Twitter, at a swim to birds, that'd be Tim Conroy, mm-hmm. on the Twitter, uh, at intercomics. Yeah, look out for your pod bomb. Yeah, look, look out, out for, for your, your pod, pod bomb. bomb. All you kids out there, you have a part you. in this, I'm guessing now, right? Jweb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is going to be awesome. We need Tim to do a if pod bomb. If we just start bomb. doing pod bombing, Tim would be great for a pod bomb. Yeah. You know, but I don't think he'd be too. It's the people who really, you know, would be expecting it. That could be some of the fun ones. Yeah. Can you, like, uh, like I don't know, PayPal people, like, m- gas money to, like, dr- like drive to, what? like, pod bomb people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we got to be careful. Like, if we pod bomb Anthony, he's just going to be like, what's up? And he'll just start going into whatever the hell he was talking about. Because yeah. it's it's so easy. Um, yeah, uh, I said at Intercomics, at Human Comics. We're going to talk to Gabe again soon because the book's out now. But both you and I have to sit down and review it first because uh, it's out. And you can actually, if you go to at Human, Human Comics on the Twitter... It'll also there's a link there for a free digital copy of the book if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, we've seen the art; it looks great. It's gorgeous. It looks really good. The book, but we got to sit down and actually read the book now mm. that it's out. So people, go get your free digital copy of Human. Mm-hmm. The book's called Human, but it's at Human Comics on the uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, I'd like to thank everybody on the network for coming out to our giant special party last night. That was good times. You're all amazing people. Matt. It's been fun working with you. We're going to get to Matt, of course. <laughs> Matt's going to save for last, seeing as he's sitting right here, man. What and, else you uh, got? I, just, I want to thank everybody, too. This is number 50, man. Yeah, it is. To all the people who have ever been on this show no, in the past 50 episodes, or anybody who's ever had anything to do with it, thank you so much for your support. Number one, thank you, baby. For letting us do this every week, sitting here and uh, rambling on. 
50 times. Yeah, 50. It's 50. Plus the mistake ones. I owe 50. Oh, and all the time editing. 50 and, dad. Yeah, it's a lot of editing yeah. time, too. Yeah, see? But you, you're very supportive and understanding and wonderful. I'm also very lucky that you enjoy spending time with your children. So, you know, that works out well for me. It's good times. Not that I don't, but... Works out well for me. Yeah, it works out great for you, too. Um, So thank you, baby. And last but not least, Matt, thanks so much for hanging out with us on our 50th episode, man. That was fun times. Yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, This is my first podcast. Oh, that's right. We popped cherry. We popped the pod cherry. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully I wasn't too boring. No, man. That was... uh, I enjoyed the conversation, which usually means it hey, makes if for you a were, If you were zoning out, you were in the right frame of mind. Man. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So thanks again to everybody. Um, you know, things are going to keep on coming. Again, Toronto, March Comic Con, an elegant weapon. We'll be there. We'll be in our booth. We'll be talking. We'll hopefully we'll get some uh, fun and exciting people to uh, sit down and chat with us. So... Liberator Comics, do it, people. Go mm-hmm. check it out. And uh, we love you all, and we'll talk to you real soon. Aight. Take it easy. Later. Bye.